Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, you may have heard this already. We don't really know much about it. There's multiple reports coming in around the globe that there has been an assassination attempt on former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Local media say that uh, Abe was giving a stump speech in the city of Nara and was shot and had collapsed bleeding. Again, Unconfirmed reports that former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has been shot in the city of Nara. Uh, it's said he was attacked by a man from behind while making a speech in a street. Not the sort of thing you expect to ever hear out of Japan. I'm excited to get to your calls. Before we do, Boris Johnson finally gave the people what they wanted and has thrown in the towel. Here it is today. Boris Johnson finally resigning after weeks and weeks of mounting scandal and dozens upon dozens of resignations in protest. It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new Prime Minister. And I've agreed with Sir Graham Brady, the chairman of our backbench MPs, that the process of choosing that new leader should begin now. And the timetable will be announced next week. And I've today appointed a cabinet to serve, as I will, until a new leader is in place. So I want to say to the millions of people who voted for us in 2019, many of them voting Conservative for the first time, thank you for that incredible mandate, the biggest Conservative majority since 1987, the biggest share of the vote since 1979. And the reason I have fought so hard in the last few days to continue to deliver that mandate in person was not just because I wanted to do so, but because I felt it was my job, my duty, my obligation to you 
to continue to do what we promised oh my God. in 2019. <laughs> okay. Uh, where to begin? Boris Johnson is not a real conservative any more than Donald Trump is a real conservative. They just knew how to manipulate rubes for their own improvement. Now, there's a lot of talk about why is he staying on until they find a new prime minister? You know why he's really doing it? He's trying to hang on as long as he can because he doesn't want to cancel an over-the-top wedding party he has planned for himself. I'm not making this up. This is a huge story in the UK. The official country house of the British Prime Minister is called Checkers in the UK. C-H-E-Q-U-E-R-S, Checkers. And here's the deal. Boris married his lucky wife, Carrie, last year in London during COVID restrictions. And during the COVID restrictions, they were only allowed to have 30 guests for their wedding. So what they said was, well, next year, here's what we'll do. Uh, We'll just have a giant fuck-off wedding party one year later at Chequers, the official country house of the British Prime Minister. Suddenly, it's a year later, he ain't going to be Prime Minister anymore. And the planned party at Chequers is still scheduled to go ahead. So literally, one anonymous story said, it beggars belief that even after all the criticism Johnson has faced regarding integrity and probity, one of the reasons he is staying is to have his wedding party at Checkers. Here he is again, Boris Johnson, speaking to his adoring fans in the British public. Guys, just listen to the amount of booze he's getting giving this speech. To you, the British public, I know that there will be many people who are relieved and uh, perhaps quite a few who will also be disappointed. And I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. But them's the breaks. Dozens of this guy's ministers resigned in the last 24 hours. At least 59 of Boris Johnson's ministers had resigned at the time of his remarks. Roughly half of the government. Imagine if half of Donald Trump's cabinet resigned in a 24-hour period. He probably wouldn't have left either. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre earlier today giving reporters the White House take on Boris Johnson's glorious exit. He saw Boris Johnson in Madrid at NATO most recently and also at the G7 in Germany. I think you guys were all there. They had a pretty uh, friendly and close uh, interaction and uh, they have you know, reaffirmed their commitment to you know, agenda that matters to both, to both the United Kingdom and to uh, the United States. In other words, we have nothing to say and we're going to say it politely. Hello, Chris. Well, I was just thinking how strange it is because, you know, uh, Biden's about to take that trip to the Middle East as well and, and visit Israel. And That's right. when he visits Israel, he's going to uh, be visiting an interim prime minister there as well. That's true. Uh, uh, there's a lot of shakeups amongst our allies uh, these days. Right. Israel has <clears> been <throat> going without a government for so long. They're almost Italy. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I say we all afraid to say. Uh huh. Um, I just, I just love the fact that um, they were. You could hear audible booing uh, in that in that first clip. There was all kinds of like chanting and singing. And did you hear? Did you hear about Hugh Grant? Yes. How this he, is a good. Yeah. Do you want to share with the kids what Hugh Grant did? It's actually kind of clever. I, I don't understand how Hugh Grant pulled this off, but he made himself more likable today. He had tweeted at the protesters that were outside of 10 Downing Street or outside of, part of wherever, Buckingham Palace, I don't even know, uh, Fuddruckers for all I care. Uh, he's like, you know, you guys should play the Benny Hill theme. And so they did. And then one of these conservative members of parliament was giving an interview 
and it, it's all you could hear in the background while this guy's trying to talk on Sky News. Here, here, I've got a little bit of it. It's really funny. Government going. Uh, that's really important. There are, for example, uh, no ministers in DfE at the moment. That needs to be sorted out. Uh, secondly, I think we need to try and select a new leader as quickly as we reasonably can. And obviously, uh, we should make sure we make the correct choice. Uh, we should do it in a reasonably it's quick brilliant. time. In terms of Boris. It's brilliant because that's exactly what they should be playing for the dignity that affords Boris Johnson's exit. I think it's brilliant. It sums it up perfectly and, and tonally. It just really nails nails it. Well done. Well done, Hugh Grant. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, everyone keeps calling him our Trump. And I think it's fair to say he's uh, this lascivious child of privilege who rose in trash media and uh, who pretended to be conservative just to get himself more power when in reality he believes in nothing but his own power. Oh, also a uh, horrible hair and lies to people. I, I, I think that covers it. Yeah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I'm John Fugel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. I'm so glad whenever Leanne Lord joins us, one of the funniest ladies in the game. Maybe you fell in love with her for her TV appearances on VH1 or Fox News or MSNBC. Maybe you were smitten when she co-hosted Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talk podcast. Maybe you just fell into line when you saw her on the very, very funny uh, Funny Women of a Certain Age special on Showtime. Ms. Lord, welcome back. Always nice to be back, John. You give me the best intros in the business. It's fun to introduce <laughs> you because I've watched your career and it's always been a, a, yep. a great pleasure to watch all of your great successes and watch you and your boyfriend frolicking about in uh, in Paris and rubbing it in on your social media to us. It's all oh, it's a real pleasure to see someone like yourself who's happy and successful and uh, is in a functioning relationship. I, I can't say enough how what a pleasure it is. Uh, well, listen, if you've been there for that, then you've been there for the, the sad and the tough years, too. No, I know. So it is, it is on know. balance. No, listen, every nobody, time I see... Nobody gets away unscathed. Every time I see you having a great time on the road or on TV or with your fellow there in Paris, I think, wow, like Leanne went through it with her parents and she has earned every minute of joy she has. And I think everybody who's gone, no, no, listen, I've gone through two hospices with parents and I think yeah. everyone who's gone through that experience knows how much they've earned the peace that comes later in life after all that. Yeah, yeah, you, you, it really puts things in perspective in such a way that you, you, you value uh, the good days, you value the peace, you know, you, yeah. re, you rediscover what joy is. 
when you yeah. spent time without it. So yeah, and I listen. I don't. I don't recommend it. I don't wish no one had to get it the hard way. But, yeah. Uh, there, there it is. Yeah. No, it's it's. Listen, it's always heavily on my mind, and especially you know when I was growing up, um, my dad was the guy who was you know the liberal guy uh, who uh, hung the flag. Up every Fourth of July, we had a flagpole, and my dad was the most liberal guy I knew, and he ran the flag up on all the holidays. And I thought about this all day yesterday. It just seemed like it was nothing but stories about how divided we are, how divided we are. I was getting very cynical, yeah. thinking if this is the first Fourth of July you've ever felt uncomfortable about celebrating patriotism, then maybe you don't know much about American history, my friends. And then, of course, <laughs> yeah. and then, of course, it just became, in many ways, Leanne, the most tragically deeply American 4th of July it could be with more stupid, preventable violence. Yeah, it felt very American yeah. and yet very sad. Yeah. You know, we didn't, we didn't have to be here. I mean, I was, I was thinking about this. I, I think I mentioned this to you that, you know, whenever there's a mass shooting in the White House, um, well, at least the Biden White House, uh, flies the American flag at half mass. And I'm like, at this point, when is it, when is it ever at full? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you know... Not to yeah. be completely cynical, but my goodness. There's a, there's a, a high school up here near where I'm living at, the, near the, uh, the Frederick Douglass uh, houses, and mm-hmm. um, that housing development, and the high school's flag is always at half-mast. Like, always. Always. I, I don't know when is it full. I mean, you, you had some thoughts about what could put an end to mass shootings, uh, may, maybe if it was pregnant women? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you me. Know, because we, we don't seem to be doing anything um, when it's clearly and consistently and, and, and almost every time, um, young white men. You know, it's like, no, 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 it's, it's mental, it's fine, just more guns, we're fine, we don't need any more restrictions. Um, since they like to put restrictions on women, um, mm-hmm. maybe they'll do something about the shootings of pregnant women, particularly in um, what I call womb slave states, uh, start doing mass shootings. Then they'd be right on that since they do like controlling women and women's behavior. Yeah. It's yeah, absolutely. But like but like to me, you know, I'm I'm willing to say, hey, you know what? I'm okay with AR fifteens being sold, but only to women. Because the, to me, Leanne, it's only one gender has proven they can be trusted with this military grade hardware. And uh consistently the one thing that unites all these mass shootings, Y chromosome, Y chromosome, Y chromosome. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. I'm ready to say just the women can have all the guns, and you do that, watch a lot of bullshit go away in this country in about 10 years. Yeah, and I'm not even sure menopausal women need guns, to be honest with you. Um, I think you go in barehanded and handle these situations. But yeah, that'd be nice. Okay, well, men can have the guns, women get the bullets. I mean, Man, is, it, is it amazing that, like, it's another case where it's a young white guy i mean you know speaking as someone who's been a white guy between the age of 18 and 23 that's a hormonally volatile age i i wouldn't trust the average white guy that age to date my sister so i really wouldn't trust him with a machine of war you know 18 to 23 year old white guys are just not altogether emotionally stable and constant and they don't really have a a good sense of long-term uh judgment to me but we saw uvalde an 18 year old bought legally Mm -hmm. We saw uh, Buffalo, an 18-year-old, purchased legally, and now, what was it, a 22-year-old, purchased legally five guns after the police came to his house because he threatened to kill his family and confiscated 16 knives. And he was still able to buy, with the background check, to go out there and buy, and and with scores of YouTube videos saying how he wanted to kill people. 
And this guy's able to buy five guns, no problem. The fact that the, the, the caveat in these sentences is that it's legal um, yeah. is incredibly problematic. Um, because I, I am attempting to be charitable here, not to these men and what they did, because these are men, even though they're young. Yes. Um, the studies have shown, the science has shown, you know, 18, you're not done cooking yet in the upstairs. Right, right. You know, so we've gotten as far as saying, you know, you, you can't drink until you're 21, but we're letting these folks have guns. We're letting these folks join the military because um, I guess, you know, they're still gullible enough to do so. Um, I don't see a lot of 40-year-olds being willing to, to, to sign up. You know, they do have exactly to get right. to a certain age uh, to be willing. But you, you're also getting folks before they are cognitively finished developing. And I think yep. the average age is was 25, yep. you know, it, it even is reflected in the, in the, in how your insurance is, is, is scored and charged. You're right. So we're, we're not doing it right. We're doing so many things wrong. And if we're not, if we're, where's true adulthood begin, you know, and how are we really helping these folks? If your feelings are all over the place, you know, I, in those years wrote terrible, terrible poetry, <laughs> which was very hurtful, but it didn't kill anybody except maybe the person who had to listen. I hear you. <laughs> but, you, you but you were able to walk away from it. You know, that's what girls do. We write really bad poetry and wear terrible makeup, and no one dies. So, <laughs> when, I don't know, John. I don't know. Minimum age 25 for everything. Yeah, I... I, I no longer 25. You know, I used to know a bartender who who uh, he wanted to raise the drinking age to 25 because he was 26. And he said, when I'm 30, I'll want to raise it to 29. And yeah, I mean, you know, look, you're right. There's a reason why young men are the ones they send off to war, because they can sucker young men into going off and fighting and dying for a rich man's battle. But yeah. the problem is that the very qualities that can make certain young men very good killing machines on the battlefield make them very unstable presences when armed with military hardware here stateside. And it's just incredible how preventable it all is. And all we know for sure, Leanne, is it's going to keep on happening and keep on happening. Agreed. And I, I think the other side of it, sort of the social emotional component, is how we're raising boys, says the woman who has no children. Um, but I agree I, with you. It's, it's easy to see, you know, if you open your eyes, Girls are allowed to cry. Girls are allowed to have the depth and breadth of their emotions. Preach. That yep. they, that, and boys, you know, you get you get to fight and you get to fuck. You know, anything other than that, it's like man up, be a man. And it's like, hey, he's three. Exactly <laughs> right. I see it all the time. I see it all the time. And I see it with liberal you know, dads, too. And boys are just yes. social. I'm sorry. Boys are groomed to deny yes their true souls to deny their true self. and we don't raise a lot of men we raise boys guys homies players and dudes we don't raise mm. a lot of men because to be a real man you have to not be afraid of your own heart and what lies there and you have to be fearless in examining your heart your soul your spirit your mind and not just what i want right now and i'm hungry and my dick's hard uh it takes a lot more than that it takes a lot of finesse to raise a man in a world beset by dudes and um mm. I think until we take men's emotions seriously and we keep on arming them and arming them and arming them without the tools to handle these very powerful emotions you feel, we should expect yep. more of this because we are we okay. are writing the program to make it happen more. Yep. I think uh, Tracy Chapman's song, Bang, 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 Bang. her greatest song. Very, very prophetic. 
I was her thinking greatest about song. that today, and yeah. it's like, wow, here we are. Oh. And we, this is not sustainable. You got me with that third Tracy Chapman album. Uh, <laughs> hey, Leanne, we have some people wanting to weigh in on the phones. Shall we uh, bring in some of the riffraff? Well, let's do the dance. Sela in Texas. Hello, you're on with Leanne Lord. Hello, John. Hi. Um, I wanted, I wanted to tell you, I love Theo's piece this week. That was so great, and yes. I've been kind of watching it. It was great. She's so good. You want to keep and on I listening? To this, also, this Friday, this Friday, this Friday. Can I announce this, Chris? Am I allowed to announce it? Sure. Or do I have to wait, I don't Chris? Care. Well, I'm asking. Yeah, this Friday there's going to be it, some yeah. very special Thea content in the show. That I, I think I should let Thea announce it. You want it, You don't want to miss Friday's show because we are sort of passing the mic over to Thea for a very special special that she has been working on that I don't think I should announce yet. But th- this Friday there's going to be some very heavy. Thea kicked me out of the studio and she takes over. It's beautiful. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> What's on your okay. mind tonight, Sila? Here's what I'm calling at. Okay, Fourth of July. So I live very rurally. And we've been under a burn ban because it's so crispy outside. You can't, yeah. you got to watch where you park your car. Yeah. Uh, seriously. Um, all the people in my little community of maybe 500 people, um, everybody's been going by the burn ban. We couldn't even barbecue on the 4th wow. of July. I hear you. So, anyway, bummer, but yeah, we get it. And so, I guess Saturday evening... I'm working out in my garden, and I start hearing fireworks. And I'm not talking firecrackers. I'm talking like Riverside. You know, go down to go down to um, you know Main Street and watch fireworks. Right. Those right. kind. So I called and said, "Okay, we got a burn ban. Um, what's up?" And I go, like, yeah, "You can do fireworks." And I was like, "Oh, I was so really? shocked. I was like, okay, that's really weird." And I just hung up. Sunday night, same thing, even worse. Okay. So I called and I was like, "Look, we can't even barbecue, but you can blow off explosives that float over the forest, you know, and come to our house. We've had a fire, we've had wildfires before, and it's horrible. It's traumatic. Wow. So wow. anyway, um, she said, oh, um, anyway, a deputy called me back, a deputy sheriff from my county, mm-hmm. and he wanted to school me about liberty." Okay. And he wants to tell me that it's your liberty to do that. Like, yeah, we got a fire burn ban, but... So you don't have the liberty um, to cook your food over an open flame outdoors. Right. But you have the liberty right. to set off small explosives near wooded areas during right. the drought. Okay, that's freedom. Oh, it was so horrible. They ruined everybody's 4th of July. And there's like, I don't know, I live five miles out into the woods. There's probably 120, 30 people. That own homes. We own homes. We pay taxes. You know, we've worked our lifetime to pay for our homes. And I told this guy what, you know, that that's how I felt about it. I was like, you know, I pay lots of taxes. I pay you guys, you know. Um, He got pissy with me and wanted to school me about liberty. And I said, (laughs) well, you know, I don't I don't want to be. I've seen video out in California with wildfires where you have to load up your cattle your horses, your cows, your pigs, whatever. We have well, all of that Sheila, here. I got to thank you. I want to thank you for being on the front lines of uh, climate change awareness in Texas. Because, my God, we need to clone you and have a lot more of you. Because nothing crazy thank motherfuckers want to set your state that. on fire. Thank you. I got to go, but I, I appreciate that. it. 
And thank you. Okay, uh, listen, you, I did the same thing. Uh, did you have this is, happen to you? Uh, uh, is this a sign of age, Leon, to say, hey, it's 4th of July. I wish these kids would stop setting off their damn fireworks. I mean, like, oh. my God, all night long, all night long here in the city. Yeah, you got one night. They've been setting off fireworks out here since Juneteenth. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Oh, come on, you guys. The last night, you know, last couple of nights have been really bad. And I, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm a curmudgeon about it. I look forward to the July 5th reports of uh, who lost a hand uh, this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, it's it's just I live with a crazy dog, and it was a very mm. long night. Yeah, yeah. My my cat stayed under the bed. He's like, yeah, I'm out. I can't. I can't deal with this. I don't like it. There nice. was room under there for two, sir. <laughs> Let me go to Scott in Virginia. You're on with Leon. Hey, hello. Good evening. Um, hey, Scott. I, I found a funny Florida factoid that I thought was pretty showed their hypocrisy pretty well. Please. Um, uh, a county in Florida finally uh, quarantined. And uh, it, you'd think it was due to COVID that killed thousands of their residents. Uh, right. But it was due to an uh, invasive species, an uh, eight-inch African land snail. Lance, this is Pasco County. I heard about this. Yes, yes the, the snails carry rat so, lungworm, so they finally are believing science. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I wonder if they're believing it when they say that. They recommend using gloves. I mean, we don't want them going after these snails without gloves. Are they going to... Well, have you seen the size of the... I'm sorry, but have you seen the size of these snails? I've seen pictures of these snails. They're bigger than your hand. They're terrifying. I would not leave the house. Yeah, they're they're huge. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was funny that they finally quarantined something in Florida because because of science. The plague couldn't do it, but mollusks did the job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Scott. I oh, appreciate it. Go God, ahead, Leanne. Oh, you saw it. That's massive, Jeez. right? You're right. Yikes. That's big enough to have a driver's license. <laughs> hey, I listen, I know, Leanne, that you are dealing with uh, Roe v. Wade going away by, by, by trying to turn anger into art, right? That, that sounds beautiful. What does it mean? Well, you know, I, I got on stage. I was at Westside Comedy Club, and I, I couldn't not talk about this. You know how we process you know, yes. uh, you know, news and trauma to art. And I, I had mentioned uh, the phrase wound slave state, and it got really chilly in the room, um, you know, as if I was on the Supreme Court. And so I and realized maybe I should try out some, some alternate phrases. And I don't know if these, any of these are going to work. I haven't done them on stage yet, John, so you're making anything. So okay. maybe instead of wound slave state, uh, forced family like that uh, is in the running. Uh, sperm Liberation Front. Very nice. Uh, and a penis empowerment zone because clearly these dicks aren't free enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Mitch and, Mitch and Kent State. That's actually a great Kendrick Lamar lyric. Uh, Mitch and Kent State, welcome. Thank you, John. Thank you, Leanne. How are you doing tonight? Hey, man. Hello. Good. John, uh, real quick, uh, thoughts and prayers to, uh, well, you know, just good vibes anyway, to Carlos Santana. Did you read passed out on stage? He passed yeah. out on stage tonight. What? He's in his late 70s. I've, I've had the great pleasure of, uh, of meeting Mr. Santana at the Hall of Fame, and I've seen him live a number of times, and he's a, a great soul. And I, I hope, I, what my understanding is it was extremely hot where he was playing, and I'm hoping he makes a full recovery. Yeah, they said he gave a thumbs up, I guess, when they were uh, took him out. Uh, but uh, he didn't come back. But uh, hopefully everything's well. And uh, okay. 
Uh, John Austin, two other versions of me. Uh, uh, Larry Doby, 75 years ago, they uh, joined the Cleveland Indians and uh, in, in the second African-American player to play in Major League Baseball uh, right after Jackie Robinson, two months after Jackie Robinson, 75 years ago today. And then the uh, Chris Clare Revival, first album, was also released in 1968 today. Uh, with what, what was released on this date? You're, you're out geeking me hard here. What, what album? Credence's first album, Credence Revival's first album. I didn't have that on my list. I mean, Ray Charles released Hit the Road Jack 61 years ago today. I didn't have nothing about Credence. Uh, 61 years ago. Leanne, Hit the Road Jack and Unchain My Heart. He released on the same day. Mm. Wow. And Bjork released her first solo record on this date. You got me a a big Bjork fan there, Mitch? You like the Bjork? (laughs) Bjork, I've heard of that, yeah. (laughs) You you, you would like the Bjork. Check out the Bjork. Uh, Try the Bjork, it's good. One of the best covers of Grapevine, uh, the the cover of Grapevine. Listen, I I will always say, like like Marvin Gaye owns that song, but Creedence Clearwater Revival version is the greatest version of all time if Marvin Gaye wasn't ever born. Yeah, it's it's so long. Another thing of Robbie, uh, Robbie's producing of Neil Diamond's Beautiful Noise. He just transformed Neil into something different, completely different. Just changed his whole aura, his whole uh, sound on that. I know. Well, listen, we're talking Robbie Robertson all night. You're the one guy to bring up that he produced Neil Diamond in the 70s, and that's the (laughs) hippest thing that's going to happen. Mitch, I got to run, but I, I, I thank you. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You guys have been so patient, and I thank you. Roger in Queens, welcome. Well, John, I was in the I was in the stadium with you when Paul sang. Um, that was my twelfth time seeing Paul, in spite of all the danger. I've looked it up; it's credited to the Quarrymen, and I have never heard that version. So, so Chris, Chris, Chris found it. Chris, Chris found that version. Chris found that version, and yeah, Tom Frangione would know. But it was on a it was on a Chris Carter show, right? It was like a Breakfast of the Beatles special, and I think it's it's credited to the Quarrymen, but it's not the version on Beatles Anthology One. I think it's. It sounds like one of the actual quarrymen who's just uh, you know playing state fairs. Maybe it's Ivan. It could be. Well, when I get more, when I get more information, I'll pass it along. I, I also have a question for you about Bob Dylan, if we have time. But yeah, I sure. do want to talk about what the Democrats need to do. You know, in 1994, um, the, the Republicans ran against the entire Democratic Party. 
they had a they had a slogan: "The Democrats are out of gas." I don't know if you ever saw the commercial. I remember that ad. Yes, said, Senator, we're out of gas. Oh, don't worry, no, uh, we're out of gas. And, 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 the, finally, and the senator was was designed to look like Tip O'Neill. The senator was designed to look like Tip O'Neill, right? Exactly. And in the end, the Democrats are all out of gas. Yeah, I remember that ad. <laughs> out of gas, and it was successful. They won. So the Democrats need to do the same thing. I have a couple of slogans. You're better than this at me, but I have a few. One okay. of them is the Democrats protect. Democrats protect rights. Republicans take them away. Very nice. A strong one. There you go. Will the next will the next rights be t- that the Republicans take away be your right? Very good. And the last one, Republicans vote against everything good for you. Vote Democratic. I love it. Wow, you're like every focus group I ever respected come to life. <laughs> but they've got to do that. You know, look. The Republicans play dirty by lying. The Democrats need to play dirty by telling the truth because they can't. Boom! Uh, that that, that one right there. there. That that there's a line right there. Did you happen to there see you, you go. Gavin Newsom's ad that he had aired in Florida on the Fourth of July? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, then you know what I'm yes. talking about. That was bringing the fight to the GOP. That was setting exactly. the messaging, letting letting the Democrats know this is how you message, this is how you go after Ron DeSantis, this is how you counter their narrative, this is how you bring the fight to them. Exactly. And they better bring the fight because this is it. This is yeah. it. I mean, I mean, somebody made the comment, I forget whose name it was, but just a few days ago, they said, if we don't watch out, the 2020 presidential election may be the last fair presidential election in this country and, yeah and they, they, they got to get on the ball they really do yeah um, i'm with you so if i have a quick a quick if i have a quick question please um, i'm a big everly brothers fan i do have uh, uh miss petty's uh, album recent album on the everly's which is terrific what do you think it's fantastic isn't it picked, oh it's fantastic but i recently picked up a 1986 everly brothers album called uh born yesterday and it has a bob dylan song on it which you can barely find Bob Dylan doing this song. What do you know of it? It's called Abandoned Love. Yeah, Abandoned Love is a great song. It was actually a song that was written for, um, I believe, for uh, uh, Blood on the Tracks and then left off the record. But a number of versions were covered, including Roger McGuinn, friend of this show, and, of course, the lead singer of The Birds. Oh, Roger, Roger McGuinn released a great cover of it. And here's, this, here's something to blow your mind. George Harrison recorded a cover of it but never released it. But if you go on YouTube, you can hear George that, Harrison's version. That, of, I, uh, that I did hear about. Yeah. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, ever, so it, it's, it's, it's a great Dylan song, and Dylan's version was finally released on, I believe, on the Biograph box set in the mid-'80s. Ah, because the only thing I could find was like a demo version, but the Everly Brothers do a wonderful version of it. And in my band, we're going to try to copy their version. So nice. Anyway, all right. Yeah, abandoned, abandoned love is a great abandoned love is a great Dylan song. Do yourself a favor and look up the George Harrison version. Look up the McGuinn version, but Bob's actual Bob's version, uh, recorded in 1975, was the best. It was supposed to be on Desire, and they dropped it in favor of Joey, which is not as good a song. I will look it up. And, John, I stayed up late to talk to you live. I'm so honored. Thank you. You made me feel special. Have a (laughs) great evening. I'm usually listening the next day. Well, congratulations. Welcome to our evil army of the night. We (laughs) accept you live. We accept you on tape. Thanks a lot, Roger. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Biden finally spoke with Brittany Griner's wife, and he promised he's working to secure the WNBA star's release from Russia. Now, you might remember Brittany Griner wrote a letter to Biden last week asking him to help her and the other American detainees in Russia. Biden said that he read Sherelle Griner the letter he plans to send to Brittany. Uh, here is Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre updating reporters on the president's call today with the wife of Brittany Griner. President Biden spoke with Brittany's wife, Sherelle, today to make sure she knows we are doing everything we can to get Brittany home as quickly as possible. This has been top of mind for the president. He receives daily updates about the status of her negotiations uh, to secure Brittany's release, and the U.S. government continues to work aggressively using every available means to bring her home. Uh, Elizabeth in Texas, welcome. You have thoughts on Brittany Griner? Uh, yes. Um, Hi. Hey, John. How are you? Great. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, you started the program saying, what would you say to Joe Biden? And, mm-hmm. you know, we have we have a fire hose of issues right now. And um, I think the, uh, the, the people with conscience are just kind of in horror and disgust. I agree. So many things. And... Um, but uh, Brittany Griner, um, it broke my heart when I heard that she that um, she could got, not get her phone call in because right. there, nobody in the embassy, in the Russian embassy, was working on Saturday, which was her anniversary. And she tried to get it through like 11 times. And, uh, you know, and you see those pictures of her and it just broke my heart. But I mean, uh, what I think right now is that, uh, you know, with all the just crazy shit that's going on, is that um, it's it's a very emotional year. And I think that, um, oh, another thing that really impressed me with her letter was that she not only appealed for her own release, but she said me and the other and she, yeah, and Paul American, Whelan. Uh, American detainees, get us out yes. of here. And, yes. Um, you know, if, if, if he can do that, but, and one thing I was thinking as I'm waiting here, um, what he should do is go to the Chinese because they're, um, they're like kind of the cash cow for uh, Russia right now, you know, because, mm. um, I mean, it's, it's all that, you know, so, and we have a relationship with China. 
So Mm -hmm. if they can, you know, go through that route, that would be great. And also, you know, trade that fucking idiot arms dealer, you know, for all the prisoners. It's like, who who cares? Right now, Russia is a terrorist. I mean, Putin, you know, who is Satan in in the uh, embodiment of Satan right now, is Mm -hmm. essentially... Uh, you know, an absolute terrorist. And I know this arms dealer is no worse than Putin is. So trade him and get those people out of there, especially Brittany. And the reason, too, is because, um, you know, I mean, who who are leading the way are the black women, you know, and always, always, you know, and and this absolutely needs to be done. You know, you don't need the, you know, uh, mansion and cinema to do this, you know, so they need to. They need well, to it would help. It, 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 it yeah. would help. I mean, look, I, I was pleased about all this because Brittany Griner's wife, Sherelle, has been openly critical of the Biden administration. And she has, you know, been very forthright about how the government needs to do more to help her wife. I I don't really understand why the White House is sitting on something like this. And Biden told Ms. Ms. Griner that he wanted to get Paul Whelan and the others detained as soon as possible. Um, Elizabeth Whelan, Paul Whelan's brother, has criticized Biden quite a bit for not speaking to her family at all about her brother. Paul Whelan has been detained in Russia for more than three years. So this is the sort of thing that, again, even if you don't have a solution at hand, people want to see you're fighting for it. Yeah, well, like I said, it is such an emotional time. And, you know, just it's like if we if we lose this election this year, we lose our country. And, you know, right now it's it's just you know, it's horrible. However, what we do have going for us is that there are more good people than bad I, people. I agree with that. And, and there, you know, and I said, people are just saying, what the WTF as far as, you know, <laughs> the, this abortion thing and, you know, the gun crisis with these idiots, um, you know, oh, I know. and, you know, the, the black injustice going on and the Always. whole Ukraine it's just in the environment stuff yes i mean no it's crazy it's a scary time to be an aware american and that's why it's more important than ever that we don't let it gaslight us we don't let it overwhelm us we don't let it turn us cynical or cowardly or worse just make us become stupid and watch tv and forget the reality it's okay to unplug from the horrors of this world for a few hours and recharge and get back in the game because we need everyone. It is going to be all hands on deck for the rest of our lives. So it's okay to take some mental health time while you're in the middle of saving civilization. We need some wins. You know, uh, we, 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 need, we need more wins, but we also need to celebrate the wins that we already have. So we got to hit a quick break. But I thank you so much, Elizabeth. 